0: So this morning we continue our series on the practice of radical love. L-O-V-E Because that is the CCF core values. CCF core values. L represents love for God and love for others. O means obey God's word and God's appointed authority. We have the letter V. And then you have the letter E. This morning, we will tackle letter V. Volunteer. Wow, you're still here. You're not running away from this message. Because some people, will, huh? Volunteer? Huh? I volunteer. I volunteer. Mike! Mike, you go! I want to go to the cleaning, so I will volunteer. Mike, you go on my behalf, huh? We like to volunteer, but we like to volunteer others. But a radical Christian would like to volunteer. Title of this morning's message is Volunteer Radically. In line with our theme of practicing radical love. My challenge to you this morning is to volunteer radically. Out! of of the ordinary. I have three points for you this morning to volunteer your treasure, your talents, and your time. Now you all you need to do is open the TV. And look at this other Sunday services going on. And time and time again. Your pledge. We have this activity, this funding going on time and time again, and then they pass the offering If you are new here to CCF, I want to tell you, ahead: we do not pass the offering Why? Because you will give what you decide to give. It is not the role of this leadership, both here in Los Angeles and in Manila, to give you a guilt trip so that you open up your wallet. Those of you who had the opportunity to go to Manila and see the building, 30 plus years, CCF did not have a permanent building. We would go from one place to the other, BICC, and then to Bali Verde, and then here, wherever God brings us. And after 30 plus years, that is the only time that God impressed upon the leadership to build a church, a permanent everything generated internally people gave it's a long story but you will be amazed how God opened up step by step confirming that this is what God wanted for the leadership to do there was some opposition but you see the building, it gives glory to God. You can even see it while you're flying into Manila because you will see the big cross on top of the building. So first, volunteer treasure. Uh, why, why, Why can't it be time first? Or why can't it be talent first? Why does Pastor Inso want to start with money? Why does pastor in song want to start with treasure? So let me show you some observations of another pastor. The word believe or believer or believing in the Bible is used how many times? 275. The word pray, prayer, or praying is used three hundred. 71 times. The word love or lover, loves or loving, is used 714 times. The word giving or give is used 2162 times. You think giving is important? You think giving is important? To the Lord? I believe the answer is yes. So let's commit the time to the Lord this morning. God Almighty, we thank you for your word. And it is my prayer, Lord God, that all of us see your word. And as we see your word, you will grant us conviction that leads to obedience. Because then the truth of your word comes alive in our lives. God, may the glory go to you this morning, superintend what I have prepared, and speak because your servants are listening, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's begin with Jesus. Jesus gave us two defining statements on giving. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you they will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by the standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Siksik, liglig, at umaapaw. So if you give a little, do not expect to receive a lot because the measure which you give it will be also measured to you in return who is talking Jesus what did he give okay second in the book of Acts in everything I showed you that by working hard in this manner, you must help the weak and remember the words of the lead Jesus Christ that he himself said. So, the author of the book of Acts is quoting what Jesus Christ said. And what did Jesus Christ say? It is more blessed to give than to receive. I draw us back to why we come and congregate for worship. The rest of the time, the rest of the week, we give to the world. But on Sunday, we come together to give to God. Worship is not about taking. Worship is about giving to God. The worship that is due the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Imagine, have you ever thought that God blesses us with seven days in one week? And what does he ask? Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh it shall be a Sabbath, holy unto the Lord. Do you not get more? But what does God ask in return? One day. And of that one day, How many hours would he ask you? One and a half? Ask someone who has been with CCF from the start. Two and a half hours, 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. And when we ended, we still wanted to go some more. But now... Ay, hindi na pala, digital na pala ngayon. Haba-haba na sermon. Kakain pa kami. Just think about it. God blesses me with seven days. He asked me to give Him one. Of the 24 hours that He asked, He asked me to give two, two and a half. Yet still I complain. Think about that. This is Jesus who said, it is better to give than to receive. Love radically, volunteer radically. He says this, bring the whole, can we read this? Bring the whole night into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now on this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Does God want to bless you? What kind of blessing does He want to give you? Overflowing blessing. Gusto nyo tira? Does God want you to give you the leftovers? God wants to give you overflowing blessing. What is the, what's the premise? What's the premise? Bring. Bring. Psalm 90 verse 12 says this, If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all it contains. Does God own your money? And what does God ask? You see, the difference is when... The word tells us, "Bring." It gives us the idea. It reinforces the truth that this is not mine. I am just thinking of what the Lord has entrusted to me, and I am bringing it. Hinahatid ko lang po. A lot of us have this mindset. Akin to, this is mine. It's not yours. Everything belongs to God, and He is asking us, "Bring the tithe." What is a tithe? Ten percent. Ten percent. So do you give ten percent, Pastor? No. Oh, sabi ko na, eh. Pastor Insonga does not give ten percent. Yes. Sometimes I give more. Because the Bible also says, How do you rob me? In your tithe, 10%. And your offering, over 10%. Because by the measure that you give to God, so shall it be measured unto you. How then should we give? Second Corinthians 9, 6-11 Now this I say, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, So that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. As it is written, He has scattered abroad. He gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness you will be enriched in everything for all liberality which through us is producing thanksgiving to God that my friends is the principle of how we should give so i give you another acrostic g stands for generously Give generously. Second Corinthians 6 verse 9. Now I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. I remember. I was standing like this. And then the offering plate. I was in grade school. I was younger. I cannot say when I was small because I'm still small. The offering plate comes. The gentleman put 100 pesos. Wow. 100 pesos. But then he stopped the guy. He dropped the 100. He took 150. He took a 20. He took a 10. 20 lang pala. Wow hundred. And then he took change, he was only giving 20. My friend, if we are stingy with God, he who sows sparingly, he who sown, he who sows stingily will be blessed stingily. Make another bang word. But he who sows generously or bountifully will also receive a bountiful blessing. What's the principle? We reap in measure in proportion to what we sow. Let me warn you, there are a lot of people on the internet. Have you sown your seed? (laughs) Oh, by the way, we have a book. If you sow a blessing, we will send you the pre-book. Here in CCF, we will give you a book. It's called the Bible Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. That's the only book that we will push for you to buy, for you to study, for you to apply. Principle You will reap in measure to what you sow. Letter I Give individually. Each one. Oh, pag sinabing each one, when it says each, who is that? Who? Each one. Ah, uh, I don't give anymore because my parents already gave their tithe. So I am covered. I'm covered. Sometimes I give a gift, a financial gift to my wife and then say, okay, here, this is my tithe. But I already gave that to you. That's a gift. Yeah, but this is God's gift to me through you. So I want to honor God by giving a tithe. Okay, no problem. Because God wants each one must do as he has purposed in his heart. So the desire to give must really be based on your desire it's not the monetary value per se. Because God is more concerned with the attitude of your heart than the amount of the check that you write. Each one must give as he purposed in his heart. Principle, we reap because we sow. I reap because I sow. If you just you know, by osmosis, okay, uh, my parents already gave, so I am exempt. How can you apply that verse? Each one. Each one. So some children, when they get their allowance, such a blessing. They give their tithe based on their, based on their allowance. Some will say, oh no, because I did not work for that, so I don't need to tithe on that. No problem, that's between you and God because I'm not holy spirit junior each one must give as he purpose in his heart we voluntarily each one must do just as he has purpose in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver The word cheerful means hilarious. Try to think of a joke that you heard that you cannot stop laughing. It's hilarious. So please later when you go to the box and drop your title. (laughs) Alright? It's an attitude of your heart that you delight to give to the Lord. Does God really need it? no he already owns everything he doesn't really need it but it is a matter of your heart i believe it was william colgate whose mother told him tithe so he began to tithe 10 percent, and as god blessed his business long story short He gave 90%, he retained the 10%. Because with the 10% of his tithe, it was more than enough. But it was in his heart to give. Not grudgingly or under compulsion. Principle, we reap as we sow with the right motives. Pastor, I read, Give and it will be given unto you fifty a hundred times so pastor today I'm going to give $100 because God promised he will return 1,000 oh is that giving or you are tabulating the return of your investment you see I give if God chooses to bless me fine If God does not choose to bless me, I'm okay because I gave from my heart without expecting anything in return. So whatever God sends my way, praise be to God. Hallelujah. He is faithful. We reap as we sow for so long as we do it with right motives. Not sad givers who do it grudgingly. They go there to the box. They write the check. You cannot paint their face. Psst. Not mad givers. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, but glad givers because God looks at the heart and if your heart is in the right place I'm telling you your face will show it if you only earn a hundred dollars to tie 10% very easy I will skip two Starbucks Tapos na. Right? What if you earn $10,000 a month? And God says, "Honor me with your first fruits." That's a thousand. For some of us, a thousand is still okay. What if you earn 50,000 a month? Hmm. Now you're becoming uneasy. 5,000. 250,000 pesos. Quarter of a million pesos, I will drop in the box. How do I know how Pastor In Song will spend that? <laughs> oh, now if you see me in a Mercedes BMW, you better ask me where I got the money. Okay? Can you hold me accountable to that? But what should we do? We should be glad when we have the opportunity to participate in the principle that God set for us in Malachi, Bring the whole time into the storehouse. For what purpose? So that there may be food for my house, so that there might be finances to expand the kingdom. Not to line the pockets of your pastors and your leaders, but so that your giving goes to the work of the ministry. So that, Lord willing, one day we will be financially strong enough to plant churches all over these United States. You have relatives there, over, over there, over there. They want to come, but they say, Layo naman. Your, your, your place in Pasadena is too far. So if they won't come, maybe we should send somebody over there right and then what do they need when they get there they need a leg up they need some kind of financial support so that's the whole idea of why we should give so that we can participate in the expansive work of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring the gospel everywhere that we can bring it so how should we give generously individually Voluntarily, and last, expectantly. 2 Corinthians 9, And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always having sufficiency in everything. See, God will supply your needs, all of your needs, according to His glorious riches in Christ. You may have an abundance for every good deed. For as it is written, He scattered abroad, He gave to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Now, He who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in everything for liberality, which through us is producing thanksgiving to God. What's the principle? We reap. We even begin to reap even as we sow. Because as you are sowing, you're already reaping. It's an ongoing process. As I sow, I reap. It's not that I sow first, then I will reap. Because as who is supplying you the seed? God. He is supplying you with the capacity to give. Can you outgive God? God. No. You cannot outgive God. So while you are obeying, while you are sowing, you are really, in fact, beginning to reap already. Because you are able to participate in God's plan to bless other people through your giving. Isn't God good? Volunteer. Because God desires a chillful giver. Not under compulsion. Not undergrudgingly. But with a cheerful heart. That's radical. Because in the past, what do you do? Psst. You're blessed? You're blessed. Give so that you will be blessed. Is that the right motive? You decide. Volunteer radically. Volunteer your treasure. Next, volunteer your talents. Talent? Pastor Insong, I don't have talent. Yes, you do. But I don't know. I'm telling you, you have a talent. You have an ability. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible says this. To each one of you a manifestation of the Holy Spirit has been given for the common good. Now pag each one. When it says each one, are you part of the each one? Unless you're not a each. So you have a gift. You may not believe it, but the Bible is telling you. You have a unique gift, and your gift, whatever it may be, is needed, is necessary for the building up of the body of Christ. If all you can do is say, good morning, good morning, isn't that a gift? Pastor, I have that gift, but your morning. Good morning. Welcome to CCF. Maybe that is not your gift, okay? <laughs> Maybe lang. But my point, brethren, brothers and sisters, is this: you have a gift. At least one. That is the Bible truth. You have one. So what should I do? Radically volunteer your gift. Look at what First Peter says. "The end of all things is near." Oh. Canmak ka volunteer. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be of sound judgment, sober spirit, for the purpose of prayer. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Here we go. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Do you have a gift? Yes. Who said? The Bible. God said you have a gift. Now, what are you supposed to do with your gift? Use it for what purpose? To serve others. Me gift? ka? Mehrom pastor. Ano? Secret agent lang ako. <laughs> Nobody knows my gift. Use it. Employ it for the service of others. It continues. Whoever speaks is to do as one who is speaking the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belongs the glory, dominion, forever and ever. Amen. You should use it to serve others, and who will give you the strength? God. God already blessed you with that gift. He will even give you the strength to exercise that gift for the glory of God. So your leadership's role is to see, try to develop and cultivate what is this person's gift. Oh, this person knows how to sing. Okay, let's give the person the opportunity. Right? Now how do we know if that really is a gift of God or just a human talent? If the body of Christ is blessed, then most likely than not, that is a gift. Because I can sing, but you might not be blessed, and God may not be glorified. So this platform is very dangerous. Because if anyone comes up here to perform, then they have missed the point of service. If anyone here wants to attract attention to himself or herself, then you have missed the point. Because the only one that should be glorified on this stage is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why some of us are allowed to teach, some of us are allowed to preach. Even in Manila, we will test. Okay. Okay, you preach. Then after that, okay, come. You know, we have a different ministry for you. What is my ministry? Pastoral care. What is that? Patay, uh, uh, child dedication, business dedication. Why? Because if you're here, while you share the word of God, it doesn't seem you're able to connect. And Nothing wrong. But the person has a gift. So we have to put the right gift in the right place. Now, if I'm your worship leader and I don't know how to sing, how will you be blessed? Every time. They are raising their hands. And then, I don't know. Lord, will you please tell him to stop singing? (laughs) Given for the common good, for the glory of God. Look at this picture. All of them trying to do, trying to cook their own way. They're all struggling. But they, if they apply Peter and begin to serve one another, look at what will happen. Oh, the other one is feeding the other one, the other one is feeding the other one, the other one is feeding the No problem! No problem. You see, those are the gifts working with each other so that the whole body grows up in him. Do you get it? So if you're coming here on November 18, and you're going to clean, you're exercising your gift. You're helping us. Right? Volunteer what? Your treasure, your talent, and lastly, you volunteer your time but pastor, I don't have time. We all have 24 hours in one day. There is no exception unless you are God. All of us have the same 24 hours. Most, if not all of us, go to work so that we can provide a living and earning for our family. So it's really how we manage our time. A lot of us are jealous for our money. A lot of us are jealous for our talents. And a lot of us are also jealous for our time. This happened to me. When they wanted me to attend a D group way back, so, hey, let's join a d-group. Ay. I already attend Sunday worship service. I already attend Wednesday Bible study. Gusto mo may d groupa. Ah? I work 8 to 5, 5 days a week. I go to Sunday service. I attend Bible study one and a half to 2 hours. And now you want me to take out another day in my week? To attend a D-group meeting? So I always excused myself when the survey comes. Who is your, what is the Bible study you're attending? Okay, Galatians. Who is your, your Bible teacher? Uh, Peter Tonchi. Are you a member of a D-group? Do not answer. <laughs> when, when do you want to attend? Do not answer. Okay, so I leave it at that. Because I'm jealous for my time. In my mind, if I do this, it takes away from that. Which is also true, right? Because if you commit time to this one, guess what? It takes away from your time for other things. Correct? But we are supposed to be radical Christians. And my challenge to all of us this morning is to radically volunteer or volunteer radically even your time. What do I mean? The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart. In doing good, for in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who are of the household of faith. While we have the opportunity. So brother, sister, there's a ministry, there is a need. It has your talent. Would you like to volunteer your time? When I built my house, when I've paid off my car, when all of my children are all done with college, then I will volunteer my time. What does the word say? so long as you have the opportunity. But I do not know what to do. Don't worry. God will supply the strength so long as you have the opportunity because you never know when that opportunity will be lost. This is what we always say, right, in James chapter 4. Come now, you say, oh, tomorrow, today, tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, engage in business, and make profit. Read verse 14 with me. Yet, you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. My friend, that is how quick our life can be. According to the Psalms, it is but a handbreath. <sighs> You're gone. According to James, it's like a vapor. Then what will you do? When you decide, okay, now I will serve the Lord. Oh Lord, ito na pala to? <laughs> My friends, to serve God is here. While we are here, in the flesh, in this world. Because when your time is done, who will you serve? Oh, Pastor, you know, I have family members who need to know about Jesus Christ. But in God's time, in God's time, I'm still young. And then, what happens? if that other family member God takes away oh while we have the opportunity that's why the psalmist tell us teach us to number our days so that we may present to you God a what a heart of wisdom do not put off what you can do today, because that opportunity may never come again. Some of you are Facebook friends with my wife. You saw the picture that she posted. We picked up Sister Diana. We surprised her. She was coming out of uh, immigration. Diana, Diana. We bring her out, you know, we go to dinner, we bring her to her hotel, right? So how was your flight? You know, the first thing, how was your flight? You know, I was able to share the gospel with the flight attendant. Oh, making the most of every opportunity for the days are evil. And then we play a prank on Pastor Peter. Let me call my husband. Okay. Diana, let me call. So, Pastor Pete, and I speak pone. Hi, baby. <laughs> Who are you calling, baby? This is not your baby. <laughs> Who is this? Pastor so <laughs> <laughs> Do it while you have the opportunity. If we love radically, if we volunteer radically, this is what may happen to us. Lord willing, in Exodus 36, then Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab every skillful person in whom the Lord had put skill. So who put the skill in the people? The Lord. Everyone whose heart stirred him, attitude of the heart, to come to work To perform it, they received from Moses all the contributions which the Son of Israel had brought to perform the work in the construction of the sanctuary. And they still continued bringing to him freewill offerings every morning. Okay? And all the skillful men who were performing all the work of the sanctuary came, each from the work which he was performing. And they said to Moses, The people are bringing much more than enough for the construction work which the Lord had commanded us to perform. What did they give? They gave more than what was required. As as their heart stirred them, they brought their skill, they brought their gifts. Why? Because the Lord said, Build for me a tabernacle. And they gave, and they gave, and they gave. And the report was, we have more than enough. So Moses issued a command and proclamation was circulated throughout the camp saying, let no man or woman any longer perform work for the contributions of the sanctuary. Press down Shaken together and running over. Thus, the people were restrained from bringing any more, for the material they had was sufficient and more than enough for all the work to perform it. Why? Because it was the attitude of their heart. Their heart stirred them to perform, to use their gift, to use their time, to use their treasure to obey the command of God, to build him a sanctuary. The pastor of this kind of church, he will always be praising God. Imagine one day, who knows, Lord willing, I will stop, uh, stop giving. Huh? Because we have more than enough. Oh, where will I give, pastor? I'll tell you where to give because this church needs it now. Or that church needs it now. But in the meantime, until that day comes, bring the whole tithe, your treasure, your talent, your time, bring it to this storehouse so that there may be food in the house of God. God needs you. God wants you. God chooses to use you, to use the treasure that He has entrusted to you, to use the talents that He has blessed you with, to use the time that he's given to you use it for his glory Jesus Christ himself we must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day because night is coming where no one can work decide whether you want to serve God now while you are strong Or decide to serve God when you are weak, when you are incapable. If I were you, choose to serve God while you are strong. Make the most of every opportunity. We volunteer radically, our treasure, our talents, our time. We're about to close, but let me share you this quote. To volunteer radically does not start with your calculator. To volunteer radically does not start with your calculator. It starts with your love and trust in your Creator. It starts with your love and trust in your Creator. This man, his name is Philip James Elliot. Nawala yung quote. That's all right. This man paid the ultimate price. He and a group of friends decided to become missionaries. And they flew to Ecuador because he wanted to give his life to the Lord to be used of God, his treasure, his talent, his time. They went. And the locals killed all five of them. But there is someone who gave up his life not only for the Ecuadorian people but for all the peoples of the world. This man is our Lord Jesus Christ. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us Things who gave up his life, Jesus. He gave up his life so you could experience the radical love, of God, so that you can realize that all that you have is God's blessing to you, and God is asking you to use, to volunteer your treasure that belongs to Him. Your talent that He gave and the time that He allows you to be used while you are still on this earth. How can we doubt the love and provision of God when He sacrificed His one and only Son for the salvation of our souls? This morning, we have the opportunity to celebrate the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table. But as, before we do that, let me share with you the biblical basis 1st Corinthians eleven twenty three, for I receive from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread and while he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in the do this in the remembrance of me in the same way he took the cup also after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The Bible teaches that these are just elements. The Bible does not teach that the cup of juice is literally the body of the blood of Christ. The bread, which represents the body of Christ, is just a symbol of the body of Christ. The Bible does not teach that it literally becomes the body of Christ. What is the command? This cup is the new covenant in my blood do this often as you drink it in remembrance of me we do not celebrate it every day we do not celebrate it every week because we want to make sure that we do not lose the importance and significance of the lord's table lest we make it out into a ritual so it says remember what did jesus christ do that i should remember he himself bore our sins on his body on the tree. 1 Peter chapter 2. He shed his blood for the remission of our sins, for without the shedding of blood there can be no forgiveness of sins. Hebrews 9. So that is what we remember that Jesus Christ died for the salvation of our souls. That he shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. So what should we do aside from remembering? We should reflect. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup we remember we reflect do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because by partaking of the Lord's table I am saying I'm a born-again believer that I understand that without Jesus Christ I have no way to be saved that is only through the sacrifice of his body and the shedding of his blood that I have forgiveness of my sin, and that only Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That I cannot go to God based on the merits of what I do, but only Jesus can give me eternal life. Is there any sin that I am not willing to give up? Then he says, Examine yourself. Don't examine your neighbor. You are a sinner. When you do that, look how many fingers are pointing back to you. I'm a sinner too. So let a man examine himself. So it's a time of reflection. And then there is that warning. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not judge the body rightly. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick and a number sleep. So while the Lord commands us to participate, He gives us the guidelines. Do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? If the answer is yes, I have to ask myself, Is there anything, any sin that I'm not willing to repent of? If the answer is yes, I have no sin that I'm not willing to give up to God, then partake. If the answer to question number one is, I don't know. What do I do, Pastor? May I suggest you take this time to ask God to search your heart Jesus, are you really the savior of my soul? Do you recognize me to be one of your children? Because I can claim that Jesus is my God and my Lord, but unless Jesus recognized me as his child, I'm just rambling in the wind. So how do I become a child of God, Pastor? Romans chapter 10 says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God is no respecter of persons. All He wants for us is to humble ourselves, to repent of our sins, and to embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But that would just be the beginning. After you come to faith in Christ, you and I have the responsibility of leading a life in obedience to God. Because Jesus Christ is not just Savior, He is also the Lord. So we have to live as Jesus is our Lord. Whatever He does, we will follow. If you are here this morning and you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and you do not have any sin that you are not willing to give up, then join us and partake with us. If you feel that you do not have the quote-unquote right to participate, inhibit yourself. No one will tell you It's because it's between you and the Lord. So as our brother Ephraim plays the piano, speak to God. Take a few quiet moments. If it helps you to close your eyes and bow your heads, do so. Nothing wrong. Because God is not so much concerned with the position of your body as He is with the condition of your heart. Speak, Lord. We are here. Speak to us. those of you who wish to partake may come take a cup of juice and a piece of bread hold on to the elements as we will partake together Taking a piece of bread he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me Lord Jesus thank you for taking all of our sins upon your body on the tree Bible says that every man who is hung on a tree is cursed you took the curse of our sin Lord Jesus when you hung your body on that tree on our behalf. Thank you. We remember your sacrifice today. That you took all of our sins away when you were nailed to that cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's partake of the bread together. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving the perfect sacrifice of your unblemished blood. The blood and bulls and goats cannot remove our sin, but only your precious blood was able to to cover our sin and give us forgiveness for without the shedding of blood there can be no forgiveness of sin Lord Jesus thank you for covering us with your blood for forgiving us of our sins by your shed blood God Almighty we pray that the elements of the bread and juice And the sacrifice of your son Jesus Christ would remind us the cost that it took you to pay for our salvation. It cost you the life of your one and only son. Jesus, thank you for volunteering your life for the salvation of our souls. We partake in remembrance of you, Lord Jesus. Let's partake of the juice. God Almighty, we thank you that you love us radically. Lord Jesus, thank you that you volunteered your place in heaven, your deity. You volunteered your life for our salvation. And for this, We will be eternally grateful. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit who is in us, who will supply the strength that we need to live the Lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ in and through our lives so that our lives may reflect your Son, Jesus Christ, and bring you, God our Father, the glory that you alone deserve. And all of God's people said, Amen. Let's sing that song, brother E. Amazing grace, let's stand. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see My chains are gone, I've been set free My God, my Savior, has ransomed me And like a flood, His mercy reigns Amazing love, amazing grace. My chains are gone. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns amazing love amazing grace amazing love amazing grace amazing love amazing grace all glory and honor dominion and power Be to our Lord, God, and King, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone. God bless.